of the stuff that you've been doing for a long time. In fact, uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, you did that zine project. Right. Yeah. And I was the like, black comic book characters. Yep. And yeah. uh, I do a comics. I do a. This is for the comics class. And before, right. You know, the apocalypse had happened. Uh, I was. I was like, that's a. That's a dope idea. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to cite you and do that. So, um, you know, I appreciate you. Um, so, um, just real quick, um, the way we've been doing this is, um, like I said, um, I've been, these are my lectures. These are my recorded lectures. Okay. Right? Um, and so rather than just have me talking at, at a camera, I figured I would talk to folks who, um, smart folks who, uh, who love who love comics, who love what, oh, they're, sure. what right, they're about, yeah. um, what they can That's do. That's a good idea, actually. <laughs> uh, well, hey, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, because I know I didn't want to sit, I don't want to sit through any more Zoom meetings than I got to. Right. And if I got to, <laughs> then I want to make them like worthwhile. Um, so yeah, and I know the stuff that you're doing is super dope and I want people to see, especially um, in, in, these contemporary times is you don't have to sacrifice who you are or what you love. In fact, comics and graphic art can actually um, build that up. You know what I mean? Like it, it yeah. you know, and so I figured we could talk about the collection that the collection that you, that you lovingly curate um, and some of the, some of the research that you're doing, which is dope about the, about the city. If that, if you got right. a couple minutes. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. But the first thing is, um, the way I've been starting all these interviews is because this is how good comics start is what's, what's your origin story, right? Like what's, uh, uh, like how, how, you know, you're in the Iron Man cave right now. You're in the Iron, right, you're, in the, yeah. you're in the lab, you know? Right, um, yeah. So how did you get, you know, you're, you're still here doing this comics thing, but how did that, what, how did that start? How did that start with you? Well, you know, um, it's not, it's not, I did not study per se comics in grad school, right? I, I was a comics fan as a kid, um, as like a lot of people are. Uh, mm -hmm. I do, I always say like the first thing I remember reading is a comic book. Yeah? Uh, oh yeah, that's that's the first thing. Do you I, remember, I do you remember who it was? Do you remember what character it was? Or, or do you oh, remember? Oh yeah, it was, it was a, a, a copy of, um, it's funny because it was uh, New Teen Titans. Was that uh, the Perez run? The Perez run. Yes, uh, that's yeah, excellent. Yeah, where you know they introduced Cyborg and Starfire and all that. Mm -hmm. I remember like that. Th those are the first comics I, I remember reading, and actually I remember reading uh, Flash during that same time period. Um, and then you know. I discovered Marvel comics and like, I, I think of myself as a Marvel person, actually. You're in, you're in good company. Likewise. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but you know, as a fan of comics, you know, I just liked them. I, as I like a lot of genre stuff. Um, but my actual dissertation, like my research work is on um, United States history, in particular urban development. Mm -hmm. So I wrote my my work, my initial work on transportation history and southern development. Right. And then I wrote my dissertation on um, planning history. 
So oh, wow. And this is city planning history, right? So it's it's planning history in the early 20th century. Um, but what people don't don't recognize, because like everyone knows, when you say planning, they they think they know what it is. Uh, <laughs> but I I actually uh, wrote about the origins of planning. Oh wow! And the origins of planning is actually a kind of social uh, social reform movement. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. And it has a lot of art in it. It's yep. very connected to art, public yep. art. Uh, it's very connected actually to, uh, there's a very strong emphasis on photography. So people always ask, why do I take so many pictures of the city? And if I, I you know, <laughs> have the time, I'll explain, well, you know, there's this really long, blah, 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 um, about that. Uh, and so, um, so my dissertation is about that. It's about early planning history and uh, a kind of urban imaginary. Wow. Um, and how people were advocating for uh, reform using an idea of like a more beautiful city. So it sort of connects to like what people might have heard of as the city beautiful movement. Yeah. And I examined that in Chicago and in, in Atlanta, actually. I, I did a comparative study of my dissertation. Oh, wow. Like, uh, so it's a horrible dissertation, but it, it was a good idea. You know what? No, it's not a horrible dissertation. And here's why. Did you finish? I did finish. There you go. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think <laughs> you, you, you up at Michigan State. It yeah, couldn't have been yeah. that, you know, it couldn't have been that horrible. Um, so, so, uh, so my so question. Teaching, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I got a job, which also, you know. Excellent. Uh, excellent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and in that job, uh, I was teaching at a small large college, a residential large college called Rollins College it's mm -hmm. in Central Florida. Um, so it's a teaching intensive uh, job, uh, a real difference from my current position. But in that job, I, you know, I had to teach in a general education curriculum. And I was, you know, you have to imagine a, a bunch of different classes when, you, when you're teaching in a, a, a smaller college, right? And, That's, yes, sir. Uh, right. So, <laughs> uh, and I was, I was tasked with teaching like an intro freshman first year course. And I was like, well, these kids don't want to take any history class that I might offer <laughs> on the surface, right? Um, and so I thought about it and I had a good friend who was a librarian and, and they basically told me, look, you have to teach this class if you want to get tenure. Cause like everyone has to teach this program. And this I is, a, this is one of the hoops. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. That was their, like, everyone has to do this. You have to do this and you can do whatever you want. Like I remember the department chair looked me in the eye, like you can do whatever you want ever but right? you got to do it but you got to do it exactly <laughs> this is exactly what he said you can do whatever you want but you got to do it right like you can't put this off forever the caveat is it must be done right and so i thought about that he said i can do whatever i want so i uh i was like you know i you know you could teach a a, a intro american history class just using comic books right like you could totally do that and I got a colleague of mine, Bill Sotowski, who's a librarian, mm -hmm. who's also a big comic book um, fan and 
a lot of barons at our, my own college were academic, right? Like they were on right. their tenure, they were right. tenured. Right. So he could teach. He just, you know, they usually only allow to teach like this one credit class. Like, like, like hey, Bill, well, we could teach this class on comic uh-huh. books. And, um, and he was like, yeah, that's a great idea. And so we like designed the class together. And I went and I told my chair, and he was like, that's not what I meant when I said anything. <laughs> when I said anything, I didn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, like he was really skeptical. Like really, really skeptical. Is it, yeah. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that it? Right, yeah. And I was like, you know, it's too late now. You, you said if you didn't mean I have everything, to do you it. Didn't... Right, yeah. You, you shouldn't have said anything. Right, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, and then like it did like it was always like these little like little like he had this look on his face like oh my god. And he, then, mean, he gave you the he gave you the side eye or like the skeptical, yeah, like, the skeptical we, squint. Yeah, right, yeah. So you're teaching in it, right? And then yeah. we taught it. It went great. Uh, um, yeah, it did. People loved it, and he let he read the uh, the course eval. He's like. You know what? <laughs> I was wrong. People love yeah. this class. Well, I mean, that's a classic money. That that's a classic Wu Tang situ- situation. Scared money don't make money. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, <yeah>. So, <laughs> like, I don't want to tell you. I knew it was gonna go good. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm like, you're the one who on. had the problem, not me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you know, you gotta teach that class again. Yeah, I'm gonna make it a part of the catalog. Mm-hmm. But you know, the one thing is, like, I went through the the process of making a part of the catalog. Uh huh. And his one thing is like you can't put comics in the title, like yep. you cannot do that. He's yep. like he was absolute, like no, this, no, no. This is rhetorics of popular culture. This class, <laughs> yeah. I call we call that I call that class American graphic media. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so like on the transcripts, like oh, right, what? like but it's like yeah, it was comics. It was just your oh, comics. Oh, comics. Hmm. right. This is like <laughs> all right. So I'll that's how it. I started it, right? Yeah. Like that's how I started. I mean. It was like I know a lot about comics from reading my entire life, but I was grafting them um, into a narrative of the American experience, like a sort of right. general modern history survey. Right. Uh, and they were artifacts, right? Like I was using them yeah. as primary sources. Yeah. Um, so very much, you know, my my degree is in history. I so mean, that was my approach. Um, that's that's deeply scho- That's deeply scholarly. Like that's what we're supposed to do. But just people hadn't, quote unquote, you know, this quote, quote, quote unquote, supposed to do, but people hadn't thought of it that way. Like, if I had said, do you know what happened if I had said, yo, I've been reading these journal articles since I was like nine? Like, <laughs> people be like, Doogie, right this way. Do you know what I mean? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. But, but it's how we, you know what I mean? It's, it, I love yeah, it because it's how it's we think true, about yeah. it, right? Like, it's this, there is, like, that's the story of America, uh, of quote unquote, uh, a particular story of America, right? Oh, it's sure. Total right, pr- yeah. right, no, no, I know what you mean, but it's just like, you can, you can easily look at how narrat- the narrativized history of the United States, particularly from, you know, if, if you're looking at like old school Cap- Captain America or, or Marvel comics, I mean, that comes from, that's just Stan and that, that's Stanley Leibovitz. Right, you know, yeah. in the in the forties, got to change. Wants to change his name. <clears throat> right, that's yeah. Jack. That's Jack Kirby, right? From this, uh, from this, in some ways, marginalized perspective, telling a story about Captain America. America. 
yeah. Right. And so yeah. it's and, and I, I can I can see and tell me if this is if this is me just assuming things. I can see the the direct connection that I'm looking right now over my desk. I have uh, a, a print of Amazing Fantasy 15. OK, sure. And that's the city. He's swinging right. over the city. So I, I feel right. like for you and maybe I'm, I don't, I don't want to tell you about your research, <laughs> but I feel like there's a natural connection between the city comics and the United States or, right. or at least, yeah. or at least like, yeah. Yeah. And, and theoretically like that became like a huge thing. Cause I was um, at the time, uh, cause this was around 2005, six that I had to do this class and I, you know, um, and so I was very much um, on the on the hunt for for tenure. Yep. And um, <laughs> yes, sir. Some things never change. Let right, me just tell you. <laughs> right, right, yeah. uh, well, and, and when you're um, you know pre tenure, like when you're on the tenure track, um, it's it's interesting because. Um, I thought a lot about my particular career path because it's atypical mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Uh, and and a lot of people, a lot of students don't really understand academia. And sometimes when you're trying to explain it to them, like I always tell students who want to go into academia, you cannot use your professor as a model because they're survivors in a process that basically weeds out a lot of people. Right, so like you can't necessarily emulate them, right? As much as you're, you know, you you're gonna have to listen to that person and listen to this person, listen to that person, and figure out what of these narratives apply to me. Exactly. You, right? There's no copy and paste to a journey. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, there's no like, oh well, you just did this. I'll go ahead and do that. It's like, no, right, you yeah. very won't. <laughs> Excuse me. Totally understand. I've always understood that I could, I got into comics in a place where teaching was important. And so therefore I could teach whatever I wanted. And in fact, I taught, you know, when you're yeah. in a place like that, you make like 10 classes and in, in, uh-huh. in like a few years because you have to rotate them, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I taught all manner of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas if I'd have gotten the job at a state school with a, a two, two load, mm-hmm. I would have taught my dissertation and then mm-hmm. one other thing, mm-hmm. right? Like that's, that's, yeah. cause I, oh, that I, all the time I would have. Right. Like the requirement to, to get tenure would be a book. Whereas the requirement yes, to get tenure at my, my, uh, my first job was articles. Right? Yep. Yep. And, and, you have to figure out very quickly in that environment, you know, to marry your research and your teaching very closely. That's so right. I was teaching comics. I'm like, well, I need to publish on comics. And in fact, when we were initially yes, designing their course, um, we had assumed since this idea, in fact, I assumed it. I remember thinking, like, <laughs> this, this is no brainer. There'll be like a reader that I can use as a textbook that I have all these articles about comics and none existed. Now nope. I was shocked. I'm like, that doesn't yep. make any kind of sense. Like, how is that possible? <laughs> and at most, there was like, hey, teach kids how to read. Like, at, right. be- yeah. at best, yeah. it was comics in the service of something else. 
Right. Yeah, but no. But like, it certainly wasn't anything head, like you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Analysis with comics. And I'm like, once we taught that class the first time, uh, my colleague Bill and I were like, uh, we could just make a book out of this. And like we <laughs> did that, right? Like, yeah. we're like, we're going to, yeah. So we wrote an article together mm-hmm. um, where I, you know, really sketched out like this connection between comics and the city. Yeah. Like we, you know, like I'm like, yeah, theoretically, like a lot of the things that make planning and anxiety related, like a lot of these social issues, they play themselves out and get traced up through the characters, right? Like that's right. Old characters that, and so like you know, that became an, an article and then that got published, and um, and then we did a call and put together a book that became Ages of Heroes, Heroes of Men. Mm-hmm. Um, and a it great, was, it, it was a great book. Yeah, it, it was I love designed, that book. It was designed to be used in the classroom because I was like, if I, this would have made my life so much easier when I was if I was starting <laughs> out with this class, right? Like, if I could have just like gotten this book, uh-huh. which is, you know, if you look at it, it's about the many weeks in a semester, so it's like, oh, you can just get this book and like every week you just sign an article it's just, chronological just, just go, it's yeah. all very deliberate right yeah what uh, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> like we were like okay like themes and characters we will have superman in every every historical period like all right. this stuff right and then we did like a, a instructor guy like i you know worked on an instructor guy for it like a working all this stuff to help people adopt it it took us a while to do it and like when it came out there are other books that came out and it seemed like we were following them but when we started the idea i swear on my mother right right right, right. Like, like no one it, it did not exist right um, and, and people and in, in fact a lot of people when we talked to publishers were like skeptical of yeah. the idea yeah because uh, i remember i had like a lot of like pitch documents that i sent off the big you know presses uh, and the one that, of course, was most interested was the University of Mississippi Press. Yes, they were, and they're still doing. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're still they're doing the, stuff that's that's leading edge. So, right, shouts out yeah. to them. Uh, yeah, and 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 they had a uh, uh, editor there who was really intrigued by the idea, and and I had gotten a lot of rejections, right? So yeah. I was like, yeah. okay, what do you what do you not need to do? And um, we ended up doing with like this this sort of publisher in the UK in part because they were like, we're good with this. And yeah. I was like, I need to get this done. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I need yeah. to get this published, yeah. right? Like, it, and I remember something my advisor told me, um, like, you know, he said like the, the dissertation is not the book. Yeah. Right. And I was like, you know, is this, collection the only collection you'll ever do julian like no is the idea good yeah it's better to get out in the world now right and like yeah and then that was like my my sort of like yep decision and i ran it past the other guys in in, in the collection they were like yeah we that we we're con- we're fine with this yeah um and so that's how it started right like you know it was a teaching thing that connected with um bigger ideas that were already in my head about the city and identity. Uh, And then the medium itself sort of lends itself, I think, to really interesting um, analysis of 
American history, social right. history in particular. Right. And it's, it's, it's interesting. And I've got, like, I've got so many questions, but, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because everybody's skeptical, you know, thinking about the, the, everybody's like, um, mm, Julia, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Right. And now let's flash forward right. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And, and you're at, you're up at Michigan state. Right. And Michigan State, now correct me if I'm wrong, it has the largest archive. Is it the largest comics archive or is it, it's, a, it's up there? It's the largest publicly available collection of comic books in the world. Yes, right? sir. So like Ohio has. Um, oh, they better not hear this. Equally Care- as large. Careful, right? they might hear this. Right. Yeah. Sorry, no, I'm well, not playing. I'm playing. <laughs> I know. I know. I always joke that I'm contractually obligated to say, MSU has the largest publicly accessible bro, that's collection why, of comic books. Bro, that's why I set you up. That's I, right, I, yeah. I, 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 I just teed that one up for you on purpose because I know you got <laughs> to say some words into the microphone that's in the contract. Uh, but it's, for, it's, it's not in my contract. <laughs> no, I, I, know, I know, like I know, I know, I know. That's right. <laughs> you like it. But Man, uh, Ohio has a lot of comic art. They do. They do. Right. And it's a and, nice collection. I've been up there. Yeah, I've seen it. It's, it's good. It's, it's excellent. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, in fact, that collection, our collection sort of like evolved at the same time with like our librarian, Randall Scott, and their librarian being in dialogue. Right. And they really sort of made it a, a, a commitment. You do art, I'll do books. Right. right? So it's right. not to say that like, you know, right. we're we, in competition. Right, right, not. right. Um, but uh, that created this incredible collection that is really one of a kind, right? Yes. And um, when this job opportunity opened up, I was like, well, yeah, yeah, I could, I could do something with that. Like, you know. <laughs> I, I think I could do something with the largest yeah. publicly available collection yeah, of comics. Right, yeah. That seems to align with my interests and my research and my teaching right. and my yeah. service and right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this seems like a no brainer, right? Like, right. I didn't know that you guys were hiring, uh, right. and I didn't know that actually. Ironically, like someone randomly sent me, they sent me a note like, "Would you apply for this job?" And I was like, "What job?" Like, oh, you know, your job. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it worked out. That uh, way. Yeah. No, it did. I think that's fair. I think that's. I think that's fair. Um, as as we're here with the with the understated Julian Chambers, um, <laughs> but um, but I think but that's what is so interesting, right? Um, and attention is because you know I I I study hip hop a lot as well, and I hear not a, not the same story, analogous but not equivalent, where people are skeptical, right? People are skeptical right. of hip hop as as a as an area of research, right? And you talk to you talk to Emery Petchauer, who's uh, right. probably a couple few doors down from you, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And and talking about um, the, the, the skepticism. Um, I talk, you know, Mark Lamont Hill talks about like he had to go through three people before he, they let him do his, his dissertation on research, uh, on hip hop. Right. And now Harvard's got the Nas scholar, Nas fellowship. Right. right? Yeah. Now, they got the, now they got the hip hop archive. And it's that, right. it's that whole like, okay, well, how do you, the, what's the tension between the academy who's like, oh, well, we have all these resources, right? It's like, oh, well, now that we know what's up, now we know what's good. We're gonna not 
uh, you know, John, John Diamond uh, is, a, is, is a researcher I really like. He talks about sort of opportunity hoarding, right? Right. But I think it's interesting because we need folks like yourself um, who are there that understand, okay, yes, this, is, th- this isn't, this isn't going to be like a Gollum type situation where we keep it secret, keep it safe. We're going to try <laughs> and do, you know what I mean? Um, we're going to try and do some public service right with it yeah. we're gonna um you know uh and, and that's what i really appreciate about this uh the, the stuff that you do um is that it is not um you know yes the university likes for you to say your 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 official tagline but <laughs> but but the use that you put the work to uh the 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 work that you put your those artifacts to is is really is really significant um could you talk a little bit about how you what you see um the connection of this, you talked a little bit about this, this city, right? And I know that's where a lot of your, your research um, and, and passions lie. Um, how have you been able to connect the city and, and comics? I'll give you a big, big old lane to work with. Um, well, but you know, you're a Marvel guy and Marvel's right in New York City. Literally, like right, they yeah. said it in real New York. Right, yeah. So, you know, one of the things about comic studies is that um, as a field, it's really young, right? right. And the canon uh, for your students and, and uh, for the public might listen to this. You know, the, the creation of a canon often, often comes down to... Um, for lack of a better term, like thought leaders or, or scholars that are, are like searching for a kind of legitimacy related yep. to certain yes. works. Yes, sir. Um, and so like the canon in comics, uh, broadly speaking, is sort of like autobiographical comics. Yeah. Yep. Uh, comics about war, comics about yep. trauma, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you're talking mouse, uh, right. facts from, facts from Sarajevo, um, right. like yeah. the old, co- yeah. the old Hubert jam, right. right? Yeah. Like all of that stuff. Underground comics broadly, right? Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, right. Sorry, keep going. So <laughs> I say that to say like, you know, I unabashedly study superhero comics. Yeah. Right. And to me, the, the meaning, the meaning of superhero comic is deeply tied to the experience of urbanization, immigration, and uh, industrialization in the United States, right? So, y'all, the, y'all need the, to pause and write that down. Right. Okay, keep yeah, going. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, actually, the evolution uh, and like my earliest, like I could say, my earliest sort of like thoughts on this are sort of codified in in my work on the rise of the pulp hero to the superhero. Yeah. Which is a, a project I did with my colleague Bill Svetovsky. And I was very much like looking at that period where the idea of the city as a mechanism, which you can associate with like modernism in That's the 20th awesome. century, uh, is being codified through uh, visual media, right? right? And so you can think about this in terms of like, you know, photographs of the city are about monumentality. They're about modernity. They're about power, right? Like, and they're about transformations around that, right? So yeah. one of the things that I wrote about in my dissertation is how people would take pictures of an ugly part of the city and marry that with beautiful drawings of what the city could, could be. Could right? be. Right. right. And, and those drawings would be, be, be integrated into plans, 
right? So if you think about the plan of Chicago, which is a very famous plan, mm -hmm. the early 20th century, um, there are actual photographs of how Chicago looked. But if you look at the plan of Chicago, which is very famous, probably the most famous plan yep. in American history, it's just drawings. It's yep. paintings and drawings of what it could look like. And it could look like this, right? right? So it's an imagined land, urban landscape. Right. And that's, that, that, exactly, yeah. that's Cabossier. That's Cabossier, right? Like, right, yeah, exactly. And, and this is a very strong narrative in planning, right? For like sure. Imagining the space, uh, which gets coupled, of course, with what's wrong with the space, right? So like that, the anxiety. It springs the, out of what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, exactly, right. And so when you think about the emergence of some of the popular uh, characters in popular mm. media, uh, like we talk about the detective comic, yep. uh, or or the detective in the pulp magazine, like Dashiell Hammett, or, yes. or, or or when you start to see the superhero characters, they're basically taking up many of the same sort of like struggles of those popular characters right. in terms of dealing with urbanization like you know one of the things about urbanization that it triggers is a longing for the country yeah right so like the rediscovery of the countryside and idealization and this idealizing the frontier all these are things that um play into like this anxiety people have about like rapid urbanization congestion right. others like this yep. heterogeneous landscape where like immigrants who speak languages you don't understand seemingly concentrated in urban areas become a danger right right and right a threat to a threat to a way of a, a quote-unquote way of life, way of life right right, yeah, right. Exactly. so we're trying to figure out how to make gotham into metropolis right like that whole right life, yeah right? and like then i often talk to i'll tell students that you know one way to think about this is that um especially dc comics uses a lot of symbolic urbanism that's right in their in their stories Mm -hmm. Like the names of the cities are not actual places; they're references to like urban iconography. <laughs> right, right, right. Like Gotham. It's like city town. Like, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, Smallville. Yeah. Like okay. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like if you look up like the names of like a lot of um, DC cities in the Oxford Dictionary, like Gotham, you know, one of those definitions is a town full of idiots. Is that true? Which actually makes a lot of sense, right? Like, you know, I mean, why would you find a right mind in Gotham City? <laughs> right? Like, it's the most dangerous place on earth. It's never afternoon. It's never, ever safe. Right, right like, exactly. People, people with, like, inordinate amount of time and seemingly infinite resources to kill you live there. For that they, sole purpose. <laughs> right, yeah, and they never, they can't be held in prison in any extended period of time. Um, <laughs> I had never heard that, and now it's all I can hear. Right, like, you know, <laughs> just think about it. Like, it, like if you just think about it as, like, a, a structure, like, oh, yeah, that's an insane asylum made real. Right. And then a lot of the Gotham, the Batman characters are actually tightly connected to um, nervous disorders that yep. were very common fears in the early 20th century, obsessive compulsive disorder, psycho you know, psychology, nymphomania associated with women. You know, like you like, ooh, the person who made up these characters, like they must have read like some of this early reform <laughs> stuff in the 20th. They didn't. 
No, no, <laughs> but, but, like, it, but it was like seeped in, right? It's yeah, just like, it's exactly, oh man, it's you know what's in, right? Right. It's, exactly. it's baked into the. It's, it's baked, baked in, into yeah. the the that this urbanization, right? Right. This, yeah. This so if you of, read early sociological stuff, they'll talk endlessly about how the city is making people crazy. Right. Like, like think about the like the Mad Hatter, right? Like right. Just as yeah. Like I'm not. I'm yeah. wearing a hat right now. I'm not afraid. Right. I'm going to yeah. get mercury poisoning. But at the time. Right. Especially in an industrialized city. Right. Stuff falls out of the air. And, and you know, you're getting poisoned by the environment. It's going the um, city's literally gonna kill you. Move to right. the, move to and, the and then like that stress, the constant stress of the newness yes. creates all these these yep. these kind of psychotic disorders, right? So mm-hmm. a, a, a you know, obsession and compulsive disorders were were a thing, right? Like, yep. you know, nerves, yep. right? People had nerves, right? Yep. Um so like you know someone like Two Face or someone like the Joker, yep, uh, or the Riddler. All those are, are they, they can't help themselves. They're right. they're they're com- you know they're compelled to do this bad That's thing. That's right. And and so um, is and so is and so is Bruce. Read it as like this, right. little, you know, and the hero in the in those landscapes, uh, especially in D.C. Why are they doing it? Well, most of the Golden Age heroes are. Um, noble yeah. heroes right like they, they yeah. come from noble families yeah they have unlimited resources and they're policing what is essentially their birthright that, right like oh, right oh, and so if you oh. you know like i point i point this out to students in class i'm like okay i'm going to describe batman to you but like just i'm not going to use the word batman so like there's this rich guy who lives outside of town in this manner and at night he dresses up and rides into town and beats up poor people who he thinks are committing crimes. Are you okay with that? They're like, oh, fuck no. Yeah, right. They're like, that guy's that, <laughs> that guy's, guy's bad news. Right, right. Yeah, right. Like, yes. How does he know they well, how does he know what crime they committed? Well, so, well, someone was seemed them. upset. Uh, a yeah, rich lady right, like, seemed yeah. upset. Yeah, right. Yeah, like there's no due process, right? Like, you know, they can see right away. Like, okay, well, that's Batman, you know. Like, it's Batman. Batman lives in a manor. Yeah. He has an yeah. armored vehicle. He drives in the town. So he drives a tank into town. And, and lays down the law, right? Right. And right. we're okay but, with this. Yeah. Because it's right. Batman. They, right? they even, they've even got a special, like, like they, they, they've got him on call. They've got wealth. They have a special light on call. call this ex, extrajudicial agent who's not right. in any way... You know, I because mean, I love that man, but oh, yeah, if you say like, it out loud, you're like, wait dope. a minute. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense. But that's, right? you know, I, I talked with a buddy of mine up at, up at TC, Danny Frederick, and he's like, look, you can love this stuff, but you got to also, like, you could be, you could be critical of it too, right? Like, you can love it. It's, we're not saying, look, y'all, we're not saying cancel Batman. I'm right. Looking, yeah. I'm looking right, forward yeah. to seeing this new one, uh, you know, where you, uh, Right. Yeah. Which look, looks very interesting. Let, let's, let's go. But it's not without its it's room for critique. Yeah, there's some weirdness there, right? Because of the function and form of 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 art, society, culture, and politics brought to bear on real on on, on real concerns that we have, right? Right, and, and this right? is one of the things that, about that's what the superheroes superhero do. That's really complicated because yes, the form is is sort of created at a particular cultural moment. Right. So like I always, I, I point this, I also point this out to students, like Batman is frozen 
in a kind of 1930s moment in terms of like his relationship to crime. Right. Because, and, and this is true, all, all superheroes are frozen in terms of their relationship to crime because they are reform agents, right? Yes. Like, yes. Um, you know, you read an early Superman story, like the early Superman stories, he is a reform agent. He's That's preventing right. someone from being executed who is not, you know, guilty. He is uh, abusing, and I do mean abusing, like, uh, mine owner like you know industrialists that are ex- yeah. you know, exploiting workers right like he's he's preventing you know the gambling syndicates from like you know exploiting people and he, he, he takes, does it very brutally he right? does it through his through through this the sheer physical brutality right. like right and you know we're talking about Dangle people one. on the side of a building he's throwing people through walls and we yeah. you know it's in some ways we're like well Sometimes you're going to get thrown through a wall. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe don't right, be a yeah. bad guy. Because but, you're a bad guy. Right, right because you're a bad, you're a bad guy. guy. Right, and, right, and, right, and right. at the time, you know, you can look at uh, the sort of politics of that period. Yes. And, and, and like, you know, we talked about Superman as a New Deal hero. Oh, without question, you, yeah. And you think about like FDR and, 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 and the Democrats and the sort of urban, rural, you know, working class coalition that is creating a kind of regulatory state that's, you know, at some level that's constraining right. these people who are in, who have power in industry and empowering the worker. And, and the superhero is sort of like taking that tack, right? Like, you that's know, right. That, that noble, you know, right. Uh, and and even that, you know, Batman's the noblesse oblige, right? Like I'm right, going to, exactly. I'm going to take my oblige, wealth yeah. and, and, and right, make yeah. the city better. Right, yeah, and like the Wayne Foundation and all this stuff. Exactly. And so, so, but yeah, but the to characters your point. haven't really evolved from that, right? Like, right. you still have the Wayne Foundation, you still have Batman, wrong. But Batman, even when you read the detective comics today, um, Batman, when Batman rolls into town, the, the criminals he beats up are not, statistically speaking, they're not, they don't make any sense. Like, a lot, there should be a lot more black people <laughs> and Hispanic people being beat up by Batman. Yeah. But but he always he's always beaten up like a like a generic white guy. I'm like that no. like and then he's that's still in like the like tactics yeah. look like it looks like Andy Cap. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. But but you know, of course he can't beat up, you know, a kind of statistically appropriate, if, right? Like it would if, be too if anything like wait a minute. Right. right. No, <laughs> it, that's so it's such a good point because like, you know, I remember not too long ago, um, like Gre- uh, Greg Pack in Action Comics right. did a whole thing. You know, they, they toned Soups down a little bit because they were like, maybe he doesn't have to have all the powers and let's also put him in jeans. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fine. Okay. But like they had him like on, you know, this was around, uh, this was around the time that Ferguson was happening. Um, and, and he was like on the streets with Metropolis facing off against the police. Right. right? And so, if anything, he's supposed to, uh, you know, as he said, he's a reform. He's a reformer, but he's never, or or rarely, is is does he take on that, as you said, that very real face of of policing in the city, right? Right. That, um, that was one of um, I, I think was it uh, Sean? Did you read White Knight? 
Where oh, like, yeah, I haven't read that yet. That was really I, interesting. I bought it now, yeah. It's really interesting because it kind of takes it and like, well, what if he did? But it's an alternate, like, it's one of those what if stories. And I was like, that's right. not really Batman. That's so. Right, right, right. That's a, that's a pretend, pretend Batman. That's a very nesting egg situation. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but to your point, they, they, the, what they represent, how they, and, and particularly how they represent, especially in the city, is, is, um, is, is complex and complicated, right? Because right. it's so how we... You read the artifact, like you read the comics as artifact to the city. And I, and I, I like to do that in the context of particularly the superhero. Yeah. Because the superhero kind of only works in the city, right? Like, it's not to say that superheroes can't be elsewhere, but, you know, there's a reason why most of the characters in all the sort of fictional universes are in the city, right? In, in urbanized, yeah. In, in urbanized, urbanized landscapes, yeah. Yeah, they kind of they, they require that. And the heroes that are sort of like tailored towards not that or, or different kinds of city, like, because at some level you can sort of read these characters as evolving with urbanization right so yeah yeah the flash is a suburban character because yep. people because you got to get to places right <laughs> density, that's oh that's i like that right yeah right like you know uh a midwestern city is not like it's more spread out than new yeah. york right like spider-man can swing through a city and get places um superman can be a global hero because he can fly but when you start thinking about some of these other characters that are ground-based, like, you know, they're hyper-local in part yeah. because, like, that makes sense. Like, right? if you that, look at this yeah. Marvel, yeah, 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 like Marvel right. street-level heroes, right? It's like, yeah, Hell's, Hell's Kitchen, Kitchen, the Bronx, it's not even, like, Spider-Man is more global right. than Daredevil. Yeah. Exactly. Spider-Man's you know? Manhattan. Daredevil <laughs> right. is, like, what, 10 blocks or yeah, something? It's, like, you know, right, exactly. not that big. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you really <laughs> it a, a There's a lot happening right, <laughs> right where yeah. you're at, bro. Very, 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 very dense. Uh, uh, and you know, and that particular that emphasis on hyper locality is something that I associate with Frank Miller because earlier there, oh yeah, he's not. You know, he's in other parts of the city. Yeah. Um, but it's Frank Miller that really. You know, I mean, his own experience of living in the city. I think Miller literally, like in a, a, a Born Again, throws Daredevil in the trash, right? right. Like, <laughs> like he's he goes from living in his apartment to being like fetal position in, in the, the alley in the yeah. trash. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but but to your point, like it doesn't get like he's very very gritty. But that's you talk about street level. We're talking about hyper local. We're talking about being a part of the literally a part of the imagined environment you know what i mean right like, yeah and you know other trends play themselves out in other characters you know when when we have like a dirty harry mm -hmm. serpico like you know all right. these sort of stories of like a sort of warfare urban warfare that's fears right. that are growing out of that that those periods right so you can you know you can read these characters uh through this lens of a kind of constant evolution of, of the urban landscape right and 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 the villains that the heroes are always in dialogue and uh, even a character like iron man which people don't necessarily always associate because he's in the avengers and those are constant level things right 
there's a, there's a certain kind of urbanism even in that, right? Like his yeah. early adventures is Long Island, New York, and speaking to a, a kind of urban industrial complex that really rapidly transforms. And by the time you get to the 80s, he's in Southern California, Silicon Valley, which tells you a lot about the evolution yes, sir. of uh, industrial um, profile in the United States. Um, so he's always been a tech hero. And so, you know, that yep. just that transformation tells you something about how deindustrialization happened in the 20th century. Right. And, and, and fears and um, the fears and anxieties related to that. Right. Like, right, exactly. Right. Like we have, especially in the 80s. Yeah, right. right. And it's always, there's always been that tension, but it's just like, well, what if, what if technology harnessed by the right people, mind you, Right. It's always the right people. Right. What if it was a good thing? What if what if we had this this guy? Yeah. What if we had yeah, Tony if, Stark if, on roller skates, on super fast roller skates for a while? You remember like for the, right. for the first part he was just like rocket powered wheels. Roller skate, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, make sure make him fly. That seems cooler. I mean the roller skates, it is the I think the roller skates were a backup. Yeah. You know. Fair Fair play. Also very popular with the kids. So right, you, know, you yeah, gotta you yeah, gotta stay yeah. hip. But yeah. but it's that notion of under the right circumstances, technology, but we don't want it to fall in the wrong quote wrong hands. Wrong hands, right, exactly. And and, and of course American technology is better than other is be- technology. Right. right. You, like you what do you want Russia to make an Iron Man? No, you don't. Right. right. Exactly. And, right. And then, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, titanium man. Yeah, exactly. Like titanium man. Right. right. And so there's those Cold War anxieties uh, right. mapped yeah. onto the urban uh, imaginary and the tech, the, the industrial, the yeah. technological. Yeah, and it's advances. very a post-war narrative. And, yes. Uh, and so you know, you know, when I think about the the superhero, it's it's a it's a way to sort of explore those ideas. And of course, yes, uh, the social evolution of the 20th century plays itself out in the first. And, and the evolution of characters, the invisible girl becomes an invisible woman for a reason, yep. and yep. and the nature of that power and and the position right. of those of female characters and introduction of people of color, um, both in terms of like you know a kind of assimilationist message and then a kind yes. of culture message, and, and so there's just ways that you can sort of think through these characters right. as and artifacts, right? And then and then I think you know one of the things that becomes even more complicated is trying to understand the complexity of American culture uh, because of its relationship to these characters, right? Like, exactly. And those characters um, are directly related to like all of that stuff that he just, that, that right. we just mapped out. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, people love a Captain America and people love, um, a Superman, in part because of the value statements. It's not the powers; it's the value statements, right? But how do you how do you maintain those value statements in a changing world? And that's right. yep. You remember? And that, let's let's talk about Cap for just a sec, if you got us if you got a second, because Cap. Remember, Cap is who we. It's that. Well, here's what the city could be: the shining. You know, this is what Reagan says: like shining city on a hill. Like that's right. intentional. Okay, that's right. biblical, but it's also. You know, very yeah, American yeah. dream, right? John Winthrop. Right, exactly. No, <laughs> like an all day. old idea. All, right. all day, right? right? And so and so when we think about Cap, right, he's what we aspire to. The A for me has always been the aspirational, right? Oh, sure. Do you know what yeah. I'm talking about? And so do you remember Hate Monger? 
Oh yeah. yeah. Where it's like, oh, yeah. you're Nixon, right? Like, <laughs> or so before the, you were Hitler, right? Right, right, exactly. So he's always been like who we aspire to be, and then he's like, I don't even know who I am anymore, and becomes nomad, and it's some questionable right. decisions. U.S. agent who goes right, yeah, right. But it's this aspirational thing that we that you know Lex Luthor eventually becomes this neoliberal proxy. This, right. bi- this hyper right this corporate, this corporate right this corporate raider and superman's like that's not what i meant right. <laughs> that's not right that's not good i right you're supposed well, to you be know, nice and happy and i'm supposed to be i've always and, i've always fought these is, guys this is your president now the the characters i think um generate so much like furor because like there's no you know the comics industry isn't a very big industry. Nope. There's not a lot of people nope. producing the comics that you know. Right? right. Like, you know, like how many people are writing Marvel comics? It's like I think the number fluctuates. I, you know, I, it's, I know a, we know a lot of them. That's, right, that's yeah, how small like that, nine that's how people, <laughs> right? Like, you know, like you know, like you know, they're usually writing like three or four titles. Like right. you know, you get them all in a room. It's not like a hundred people, it's closer to 30 people, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Work for DC's hire. not at, that at much that. different, right? That's like, correct. Uh, That's correct. So, you know, and then there's that whole independent comic scene and, and licensed properties and those yeah. other things. But it's not a huge industry. It, it generates a lot of, like, cultural huff, but it's not a huge industry. So, like, the characters that were established, like, 80 years ago mm-hmm. are, you know, a kind of, like, cultural currency. Yeah, and without question when they get changed like you know captain america is another example of this like people um i mean i i actually <laughs> thought it was really interesting when nick spencer got like death threats on his run with cap um, talking, about, talking about secret empire like secret empire uh or or well and and you know he made cap the hydra you know had a hydra yeah yeah, yeah yeah but i remember also when brew baker was doing cap and like he had him uh, investigating uh, these sort of right wing groups and people yep. got pissed off at that. And yep. and and writers for Captain America have basically de depoliticized Cap, right? Like, you know, he wears the flag, but he stands for the people. Whereas, right. you know, he was an agent of the military in his origin story, right? With a with a murderous teenage sidekick. Like Bucky killed a lot of people. Right, Winter Soldier um, is just Bucky grown up. A lot of people are like, right, what happened yeah, to Bucky? He's uh, yeah, like, yeah, no, Bucky's nothing, always nothing been that way. Bucky. Yeah, Bucky was <laughs> good with a gun and a knife when he was twelve. Right. right? So like, <laughs> let's uh, let's not romanticize it. Yes, he got captured by the Russians and he had a right, rough patch, yeah. but, but he's they always you know, been... like they, they just directed that rage. In a <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Different way. Bucky's never been like somebody to go hang out with. <laughs> I mean, he's okay, but you know, I mean, it, 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 it's like you know, if you're Sam Wilson, and you got goggles, like, right? That's Bru- fine. was always really clear. Like, you know, if he read those early stories, he killed a lot of people. He's and he's a no kid, people. right? Like, he, I, he's not even old enough to be in the military, right? right? And I talked, you know, um, I, I talked with him a little bit, and he like he named him the Winter Soldier on purpose, like after that poem, like he's like right. he's always been killing people. <laughs> but to yeah, but it's like to, right, yeah. Your point so, he's been he's been a, he's been an in, in some ways he's been an, an 
imperial, if you want to put it that way, uh, agent. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But for or the United U.S. States, military. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and you know you know the colonialism of the United States in the post-war era um, is not is not like a shock. Like we no. people have written oodles about this, right? Like right. The, the, and in fact, we're living at some level through the dissolution of that world That's order right. because like. Uh, um, it's so complicated that people on the right can't can't manage it effectively anymore. Yeah. So they want to remove themselves from it. Right. Um, which is, you know, when you think about America first as a policy position, it sounds a lot like, you know, separation, isolationists from the early 20th century, right? Who were <clears throat> incredibly, and, and, and battled, you know, internationalists, right? Yeah. Like these sort of ideological positions. Yeah. Um, so the characters themselves are are proxies for some of these debates, and and characters like Captain America, characters like Superman, um, have to take some sort of position that tr- attempts to reconcile. And then, um, uh, I think it was Gene. Is it Gene Yang? Yeah. Yeah, Gene Yang just did the amazing um, Superman, re- right? Yeah, the Superman smashes the Klan, where he adapted right. the nineteen the 1930s radio show. Right about sure. Zena and like the bad guys were like America first. Yeah, like right, it's yeah. been like this for a minute. Right. You in, case you're, right. in case you're curious. And you know, those American first characters, um, you know, I again uh the guy who wrote that original uh who did that investigation was a guy named Stetson Kennedy, who I yep. met. I I I'm really oh, oh yeah. What yeah, yeah, like he was from Jacksonville. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Like I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, and Stetson Kenny was from Florida. And, right. Uh, worked with Zoya Hurston, and I've done a lot of stuff with Zoya Hurston in Eatonville. Uh, so yeah, I met him. In- right. Right. So it was a xenophobic anti-immigrant. Yeah, they hated black people too, but you know, they if you were in 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 Texas, they hated Mexicans, right? Like they they hated whoever was like the most politically biased. Right? Who do we see? Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> who do we um, see that's not me that co- that is the most direct threat to me? That's who I hate the most. It's a spectrum. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and so this really puts I think superheroes yeah. in a complicated place, right? It because does. The values associated with the character oh are supposed to be the values the United States represents, which are uh, good values. Right. Right. These are ideologically at some level pure um, truth. Justice. justice. Right. You know, at later equity, you know, equity right. is important to superheroes. Fairness is important to superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um and so, you know, these characters are really, really complicated in that way, but they're also, you know, created at a time where white men are the standard. That's right. Uh well heteronormity is the standard, standard. right? And 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 then they introduce characters later on that are are black mm-hmm. uh, or uh, ciphers for race or, yeah. or gender differences, um, and and those characters exist to sort of comment and, and hint at, and, you know, in terms of in, in terms of like LGBTQ characters, like well, you know, obviously when people created some of those characters, they intended them to be gay, but they were like, no, they can't be gay. So they're right. in at it constantly. Right, 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 right. Like, the comics code disallows it. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Like um 
Destiny and Mystique are clearly a clearly. couple. Right. Uh, like they're right, always right. together. Right. But you don't like, get you don't get that stamp. You don't get the governmental approval. Right. 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 Until now, right? Like until so, now. Right, 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 right. right. And and but, so now when you look at these characters and people are like, well, there's not enough diversity in characters. Um, of course, like, you know, the metaphor reading in comics has always been like this huge thing. Right. And and people read those metaphors, whatever group reads the metaphors however they want, like the X-Men are a civil rights struggle. Right. Right. In the sixties. No, the X-Men are LGBTQ <laughs> struggle in the eighties. Right. You know. Soon the X you know, X-Men are transcri I mean like the, right. the X-Men are whatever sort of like right. oppressed they, group you want them to be. Right. And that's um, right. And, and you know, and it's interesting to read them as yeah. as as this sort of like constant, constantly evolving catalog. Because I think Hickman's current X-Men really start to push at what maybe the limitations of a kind of um 20th century concept of american democracy might be it's my um in, in some that's ways, one of like, my favorite know, that's one of my like, favorites right now Just, right well you know people don't like i think some people love it i personally love jonathan hickman as a writer yeah and read a, 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 pretty much all of his stuff uh, yep. but you know he's a structuralist in, in some ways right? yeah like yep structurally he thinks about stories um, in a very particular way. Yep. And he's a designer as well. And I think, like, you know, he thinks about the way a narrative will uh, affect people. Right. And, and in comics, that's very common, right? We, all comics creators think about how the narrative will affect people. Right. Because they're, they're positioning both words and text, right? Exactly. Cognitive perspective. And what's, what's interesting is that I feel like in the, the generational thing, is that comics have grown up with us. And by that, right. by, by that I mean, what you just said is they, they come, so they come along the, as society, as the contours of the sociopolitical and, and cultural landscape changes, so too then does, does the medium, right? So right. the X-Men, be, the X-Men become Hey, we're the good guys. We'll uphold the status quo. Like, think about like, we're the good mutants. <laughs> Be nice to us. And now you got Hickman, who's like, well, now we have our own island, and I guess screw you guys, <laughs> right? Like, he's he's got them. He's got them off in their own universe, um, because that's sort of the the, the conversations we're having right now. Right, um, right. Well, he has them in their own country, right? That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Right. And and the metaphor there, I think, is is really interesting. Um, yeah. In part because can people who are different find place in in the majority? Like, how do you deal with a minority? Right. Like yeah. And in, in the you know basically he's exploring an idea, which is again an old idea. Yeah. Of. Um, if you're a minority and you, you feel under threat, what are your pathways? Well, you know, yeah. for many years, they've written the X-Men as like trying to assimilate. Right. And which was a, you know, a viable pathway. And now they're writing X-Men um, separating. Right. Right. Like self-isolation yeah. from a position of power. And I, and I personally sort of like read this as a really odd, because um, it, it to me it kind of resonates with some ideologies around black separatism. Yeah. Yeah. Um of of the of the twentieth century. And and you think about a figure like a Marcus Garvey. Uh-huh. Like what it what would happen if like a Marcus Garvey and a Martin Luther King 
uh, WB the boys, like, what if, what instead of like fighting each other, they all mm-hmm. like, fuck it. There's like, well, let's just go to, a, I, no, it's fine. No, it's, um, there's a, like, well, there's an explicit says, tag. Don't worry. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, if you stopped and said, like, wait a minute. Our real problem is those people over there. Whatever our difference is, is at the end of the day, they're going to shoot We got to figure phone. it out. Uh, right, yeah. Like, we need to, like, be on the same page. Right. And, like, we'll have a council or whatever. Right, yeah, but right. this ain't working. We're going to – and, and right, I've read it yeah. as – I've read it as, in some ways, uh, and to, to not to put too fine a point on it, I'm reading it in some ways if we, if we look at – the X-Men as a, as a stand-in for marginalized folks, especially folks of color, then in some ways it's an Afrofuturist narrative to, in that it's like, not, space is the place, we're out of here. Right, like, yeah, like right, we, yeah. Like, we can break down whatever. Right, yeah, we right. can Let's literally go. go to anywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and we plant these flowers. Right, and, and know, it's very, uh, it's involved with nature and it's looking at history right, yeah. and, and it's, right. uh, you know, in, in, some, in some ways, but, uh, you know, I, I think that it's, um, it's it's interesting because I've been also thinking a lot about space and place with Hickman's X Men, and how right. does how is a place and a space established, especially as you're trying to navigate, right? Like they're like, sorry, Sabretooth, you get to go, <laughs> right? Like we're gonna have the island eat you, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, hold you. Oh my god. Right? Yeah, right, yeah. Well, and, and it's interesting, right? Like you know, um, when you start talking about utopian visions exactly um what do you do with people who violate that's rules? right what do you do with mr and, 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 and can you have rules i mean these are all really important questions and like he deals with them really really quickly in the series and like right uh we didn't have laws here right <laughs> oh i thought we could do whatever we want you can't do whatever you want not look right like you, like it won't work <laughs> like you that. whatever you want <laughs> Right, 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 that's, like, right. There's someone in charge. Yes, we're gonna have these representative bodies that are sort of generational. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be as de- it'll be democratic up to a point. Right, uh, yeah. There's a council, right? Like, there's a lot of self governing within these little clusters. Exactly. So they're allowing people to like self govern within these little clusters. Right. Like, you know? And so it's. Um, but like you know, the ruling element is really interesting because like some of the yeah. people on the councils are clearly there because they're just powerful right and then right, some right. people are there because they're young yep right like some people are there because like you know they got ideas yeah and like they vote right I'm like, right okay <laughs> and that's <laughs> like, what's really interesting is you know to me when you when you're when you're thinking uh, in terms of how how places and spaces how things are planned right right you got apocalypse right just in this story just in the story like apocalypse voting right like that's wild to me right Right, given he's what like, you know about the character, right? Given what you know about the character, like he's like, I vote, I vote I, and he's got the same clout as right, yeah. Pirate Kitty Pride. <laughs> like right. that's just like what? <laughs> like it's it's this yeah, radical it's not the, imagination. Maybe not the same. No, that's <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But but yeah, but yeah, it's interesting, right? But, like, and, right. and that's the kind of thing that you can get away with, I think, in superhero comics that you can't necessarily get away in other comics yes right like i, I it's not to say that i uh don't like other like all of no, not comics at all. Comics like that. but to me like you know it's this cultural currency that's represented by these characters that makes them interesting right and and when you start introducing concepts like uh afrofuturism that's right. or you start thinking about 
uh, these questions around class and space and, right. and, and, and identity in, in, these, in, in these particular uh, mediums, right. they can become these really powerful sort of vehicles for people to think about those things, right? And that's, I, I, absolutely, you know, that's bell hooks all day. That's where the learning is, right? Popular, popular culture is popular culture is where the where where the learning happens right that's what that's what bell hooks says and 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 that's like even that's even in it's even gramscian in some way that you right. have to right that's that common sense that's mediated by popular culture and that is these questions about truth and justice are old questions but they right. they undertake a certain particular terrain because of where they are right right and that's yeah. that's like you said that's not a new notion but it is in it is it is in some ways a contemporary uh, uh, expression of the of those I mean, of those so, ideas. Right? Yeah, and and I think like it, it creates an opportunity for us one to sort of like understand um, what attentions are around yes. the ideas, right? Yes. So like you know um, you know you think about something like Comics Gate. And uh, some of the some of this sort of protest around these characters, and some of the things that they say, I'm like, you know, they're patently untrue. Like, well, comics aren't political. Like, <laughs> all popular culture is political. I love, right? like, I love that. Default, like, keep, right? like, keep your but, politics out of my right, comics. Yeah, like, like, you know, you don't think Superman is political? He wears the goddamn, you know, the flag. Right? That's like, right. You know, That's right. Like, right. What's what's political for you is that somehow you feel that um, this character no longer represents you exclusively, right? And 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 that's really interesting because like the character on the face of it represents ideas that are supposedly universal. So when you start complaining about oh, this character, you know, you know, interjecting politics in this character, right? And, and you're like. But what you're really saying, or what you're acknowledging, is that like, yeah, the actual operation of society is unfair, and this character is calling my attention to it. So and I, that I'm that and that A is for assimilationist, right? That right. Uh, you're American so long as you do what I say. I say right, yeah. And <laughs> right? I being like really subjective, like I being a white guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? And, and I'm talking uh, about those comic gate dudes. Dudes, right. white comic book dudes in particular. Yeah, primarily, yeah, like, right? yeah primarily white dudes, right? Right. Uh, it, and it's it, interesting because they're the the, the vitriol in comics, um, in something like Comics Gate, doesn't really do ultimately uh, the medium any 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 good, right? right. Like it doesn't uh, because you know uh, it's a yes. it's a medium with a very small dedicated consumer audience and then a very wide um possibly interested popular audience right right, right. and it's uh, it it always makes me laugh it's like well we want new characters well not like that right like right. <laughs> we don't want social we want we want good stories well not those stories right. those, not are, those stories. <laughs> right right like, yeah well i feel like i feel like the jig is up <laughs> sir well, you know, I think it was, it, it's always interesting to think about um, comics as a, you know, evolving, yeah, evolving thing, right? Like it's alive, 
and that's really that's really interesting, right? Like it's yes. alive, and and it being alive means that it is always open to like new interpretation. That's why like new characters, like um, like a Riri Williams, because mm. uh, like you know, how many versions of Flash exist? A good number. Five? Right. Five? Yeah. I didn't even well, have to think that hard. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like yeah. I didn't have to think that hard to get to five. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there are lots of ver- there's already a lot of versions of Iron Man, right? Like sure. you know, right now Don's locked doing Iron Man twenty twenty. When I was a kid, that seemed so far away. And now it's like, you know, here. Iron Man Tuesday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but those characters can take an- another version. Yeah. Right? That's why Else Wolf stories or yeah. what if stories, yeah, you know, so impactful. Um, and, but the the value remains in in, in sort of mapping um, the possibilities associated with with, with the characters. Right? Map and and that's I I couldn't have put it better. Like that's it. It's mapping the possibility, and I love that from a from an herb from an from a urban planning standpoint. And then from a sociological standpoint as well, right? Like this, this, this understanding of who we want to be, where we want to be, who we want in those spaces, who the we even is, right? Right. Um, and, 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 and all of that is bound up in ways of thinking differently. And I think kind of wrapping, looping back, I think that part partially is why people are so skeptical in the academy, in the halls of power well i don't know because different is scary sure right different is like to 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 establish power structures i want to be i want to be clear here different is scary yeah yeah to the way things should be or are yeah yeah I, i don't think that there's any question about um the potentialities around this but it it'll be interesting i think for us to because like, you know, the print version of these characters, I'm always mindful that it is a popular consumer product. Right. Right. So Shout, um, shouts out to Disney. Ha- if you wanna to if you wanna sponsor the podcast, go right ahead. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not mad. It, it, yeah, it has to sell, right? It does. And yes, so, yes. And so you if you if it was a different consumer market like cars right i use cars as an analogy right it it would not be we we never blink when we say well you know we have um the luxury sedan sector of the market and then we got like the truck sector in the market right then we have the crossover sector in the market no one ever goes like you know those crossovers they don't really represent american values like let's get rid of those right like if they sell people (laughs) like Bet. I don't know. We're we're gonna sell it if people will buy it. That's right. If people will buy it, we will sell it. In comics, the the in the current pandemic is really like this moment. I Isn't think. Isn't that right? Um, because like now it's like, well, the legacy distribution system that you set up to sell comics, which by its its structure has limitations about yeah. potential yes. buyers, right? Yes. Like if 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 you could only get chocolate from a chocolate shop, how much chocolate would you sell? Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, just think about it. Right. If you can only get it from like one place, how much? You know? a, and yeah. it was a destination drive to get it, right? Yes, and sir. Place. 
Yeah. You if if you made if you were at the you know the production end of chocolate, you'd be like, I think we need to expand the the distribution network. Right? Why, It'll why never do work. We have, why do we have to <laughs> rely on like roughly a thousand people with a That's really right. small base? Why can't we sell online? Right. Well, you know that would really up up in the system. Right. Really? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it would, it would, really? But that's not how it's. That's I not really how it's would. done. Right. Yeah. Um, you know. Exactly. So I'm like, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Like, oh, right, okay. Yeah, right, All right. right. <laughs> so now people were like, I can't go to a comic book shop. Are people still buying comics? By all accounts, they are. They just buy them online. Like if yep. they were selling comics, which is really interesting, the fact that they stopped, you know, from <clears throat> distribution and so we're not going to have a comic book. You can't... I would be really interested to see what happens after the coronavirus. I'm, fasc- because I'm fascinated. If, if I were a comic publisher of any size, let alone Marvel or DC, um, I'd be like, look, we just had this virus it effectively ended your ability to sell. Um, we're going to need a more robust distribution system. Yep. And and that a recent announcement about like you know these these other distribution systems will open it up is one example of that. But you know I think we're going to have to see more. And with that more means that you're going to have more opportunity to get different kinds of stories. That's absolutely right. Well, I mean, right? Yeah, I mean John's. At some point, Jennings is is putting out Megascope, right? right yeah, and, like and, and yeah. so there's, it it's it's and that's happening. The book market, right? Like that's the right. totally different distribution, right? Market. You know, and and just in looking at the different ways, because the medium is so adaptive, like you said, it's organic, it's alive, right? You're not gonna, it's gonna look different, but it's not gonna stop. It's like in a lot of ways, it, and I liken it to hip-hop in a lot of ways. Like, you're going to stop it? You're not going to stop it. It's going to look different. Right, yeah. And people and that want records... you not even see it, right? Like, right. it's still going to be there, but you're right. not, you know... And there's always going to find a way. You go, and, and, and you could go ask Patch about, about his record collection. People that want records, going to get their record collection. People that want their hard copies of comics. So, there's always opportunity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and... Yeah. And people are gonna, like I said, like people are gonna get their their they're they're gonna get their vinyl records. They're gonna get their hard copies. Uh, and and it, the but but it's the face of comics is gonna look different. But I think the function is gonna be very very similar. So yeah, um, yeah, man. I like I I know these these finals times are not, and, and I don't mean end times. Although it feels like it. I meant <laughs> finals week. I appreciate you. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I got dark. I, I, I got dark yeah, quick. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know these, I know these, I know finals week or finals era uh, academically could be uh, a lot. And so I appreciate, man, I appreciate you taking your time. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to take it, take advantage, but um, man, uh, I, I, I so appreciate the work that you're doing up at, uh, up there. Uh, and I love for anybody listening, like, you take the risk because you do because of what you love, right? Like sure, you, you yeah. do that class because it was it like it's in your DNA. 
right? <laughs> you know, like that's what yeah, like yeah, the, you yeah. you know you wind the tape back and you're just like, hey, I'm gonna do this comics class because guess what? I love comics. I remember the first comic. I remember the first. Right? We started like I know I've got my first comic in my still right. yeah like that's right. a touchstone yeah. moment right so right. it's in your dna so for those of y'all that are that are are thinking oh i kind of got to be a certain way or do a certain thing or act a certain way uh there's no copy and paste to your journey yeah. uh yeah that's true. like we said and so you know you take you take the risk because what you love and who you are matters right this is uh the the it, and I can only speak from the academy standpoint is, you know, they, they, it, it, it can grind you up. It, as you said, it can weed you out if you, if, if you let it. So find your folks, chop it up very nicely during a pandemic right. yeah, if you exactly. have to, by any means right. necessary. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do think that is one of the things that uh, matters the most. Um, Cause comics is a, it's its own sort of like subfield. Yeah. But it's also a really sort of like open field, I think. Um, sometimes I think of comics studies as evolving in a way that like a lot of stuff still evolve, right? So like, yeah. Uh, the thing about doing superheroes and comic studies is like, of course, they're the easy whipping boy, right? Like, yeah, yeah. They're they're sexist and they're they're racist and they're blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that you're um, not you're not wrong. We're not wrong. So right. so are books, <laughs> right? So um, are so is it science, <laughs> right? So so like finding a way to um sort of parse through what's happening in right. in that field is really interesting and and right. that's the kind of stuff that we're I'm really intrigued with 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 at a place like MSU because we can do stuff like um, our, our comics and data project, right? Oh, so right, where cool. we can like look at the metadata and be like, oh my gosh. let's do visualizations and stuff. You ate a whole afternoon of mine the other day where I was like, let me just poke <laughs> around, and so I'm still kind of mad because I was supposed to go outside and play, but I was like, I can't <laughs> write, I can't right now. I got to look at this data. Right, yeah, and like you know, we're just starting that, but um, it's awesome. It's but it's a great bad. opportunity, right? Yeah, uh, and 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 that's you know we we do our museum exhibits here with the comics forum, and uh, so we just have these conversations about comics and teaching, and and, yeah. and we're we're trying to sort of make those make those conversations uh, public at some level, right. right? Like you know, bring people into the, the the dialogue, and hopefully that will help people both understand uh, the diversity of comics. Yes. Like one of the things about yes. comics is uh, for a lot of people who study comics, they hate superheroes. <laughs> they don't hate superheroes. <laughs> but they, they, yeah. they, um, they feel like superheroes suck up all that oxygen. And then yeah. like this sort of like autobiographical, right. all driven narratives that are very common in comics don't, right. get, don't get attention. And, and and as someone who studies something that's you know the popular end, because mm -hmm. like it's a numbers game, right? Like how many people read X right. graphic novel? It's well, a numbers game, right? Like how many people read like Superman last month? More, more, right? Right. And they didn't get you know, and they don't know that the other thing is this. So like we're we're in a position of trying to negotiate uh, yeah. a kind of understanding matrix around what comics are. Uh, what comics could be exactly uh, and what comics were 
right? right. And, and at some level, comics were all the things that they are and all the things that they will be. Yes. Uh, and so it's like, you know, what are, we gonna, what are we gonna do? Like, it's not like you go back in woo! time and can't find a comic that does everything. You can. Yeah. Like collages aren't new in comics. They've been there <laughs> since they had comics, right? Right. You know, Kirby did collages, for God's sake. And mm-hmm. diagrams, you know, mm-hmm. graphic, graphic art, you know, graphic design elements. Yes, sir. They've always been there. Media science, they've always been there. It, and and um, it is, it has been ever thus, right? Right, yeah. So, it, you know, it, it's like, it's like Dune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir! It's like, it's like, you're living in prophecy, right? Like That's um, right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. well, Which is super geeky if you're listening to this. No. If, if you think su- about it, it make a lot that of is, sense. Like, no, it's, if it's super geeky, then that's fine because it's also super appropriate. And you also get, <laughs> if you're like, what's Dune? It's like, I'll see you next year. <laughs> Bye. Uh, but, but, yeah, but it's like that. No, it's, um, it, it, is, it is exactly like that, right? Like, and, and I think part of I don't want to torture this metaphor too much, but you know, it's it's like when we're thinking about when we're thinking about how how these studies evolve, right? And popular forms tend to get subsumed by uh, the the st- you know the status quo, right? Like I think about like how many paintings did Van Gogh ever sell? Right. The, the answer is not any. <laughs> right but now i can sell everything i have and buy like like a like a three by five postcard right right yeah exactly. so the point is just like when i think about comics right it's like i understand scarcity and i understand all that kind of stuff but but also it's just like the the the, the important thing and the stuff i love that you're doing is that it is for it is for the the it is for the public the popular imagination is the important thing right right is 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 an area of focus that yes yes there is uh there are academic there are academic pursuits and this is a scholarly field but it should be done i feel like by people that love it and understand it Right. right yeah now that's not to be elitist but that's to be like you know, it, it, and I see a lot of this happening with, and maybe I'm a snob, and I'm a, I, admit, I admit to this, but when I, people are like, we're like, oh, you know, like when they conflate, so Afrofuturism with Black Panther, and that's it, because they saw the Black Panther movie, and now I'm a comic scholar and an Afrofuturism scholar, because it's popping. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because it's popping. It's like, oh yeah, 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 this is hot. This is the hotness. And I'm like, uh, what? what you know and you gesture to your entire collection you're like bro that's not it (laughs) (laughs) there's more there's more there's more here you gotta take this seriously and you gotta understand the craft you gotta understand the field before you try and put your water wings and jump in here and and so it doesn't get sort of colonized in some in some ways um which is a wild thing which is a wild thing to think about given the colonial history of comics it gets real meta from here but (laughs) You know right. I mean? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we can talk endlessly about the the potentialities, right? Yeah. But but, yeah. but the comic page and the comic um, culture is all about the potentialities, right? That's right. That's uh, right. And and that's something that we 
you know, have to keep in mind when we're critical of it, right? Like, that's right. That's uh, right. When when I when I talk about black humble characters in particular, um, there's there is there is always a potentiality associated with these characters, even if they yes. don't do exactly what you want. Yes. But it, but the potentiality is temporal. It's a temporality Whoa. associated with potential, right? Woo! So y'all write it, that it down too. <laughs> well, you Dang. know, like from a historical standpoint, like temporality and potentiality are always in dialogue, right? Right. Um, and and so like Luke Cage is is a is a real sort of like problem character from one potentiality and one temporality. But he's right. he's a revolutionary character from a different Netflix shows ever, like in terms of like stuff that Netflix produced. Um, I I think I do think that Daredevil was the the best one of the Netflix Marvel shows, but Luke Cage was right there, right, right, like right behind it, right. Like I just feel like the Daredevil show was just like so perfect in so many ways. It was, uh, it was made for that was made that show was made for now, right? Yeah, like just for the right. the potential, yeah. like as you said, the potentiality. Like it right. was waiting for us. It was waiting for it to right. Up, yeah. But, yeah, well, what you're talking about, yeah. like, it, Luke Cage had to happen, that Netflix series, in my mind, had to happen. Do you know what happened if you tried to do that in the, Nick Cage, Nick Cage Luke Cage in the 80s? Nope. <laughs> or God forbid, the 70s? Oh, right, yeah. So, well, but, yeah. but that's what you're, well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah right, transforming, yeah. like, it's that right, tension, yeah. it's it, that it tension. Was, Right. Yeah. Right? Well, you you think about all Marvel media stuff, right? Like, <laughs> remember Captain America in the and his motorcycle, <laughs> Red Red Brown. Uh, you know, no. then they had Captain America in the nineties. Yeah. Like that, you know, like, uh, I remember the Roger Corman Fantastic Four. I'm I'm that old. Yeah, I'm old enough right, to remember. Yeah. But but just from that that semiotic standpoint, right? Just from that, like. Right. Yeah. You know, it was it was it was it was a a a callback when when Mike Coulter was like it said sweet christmas he was doing that ironically right he right. was doing that in a post he was doing that in a in a post society in a post disco society or culture right, exactly yeah. and so i love that definitely i love that what you said is that that, that it is tied to that is that is it is temp, that, that it is, the potentiality is 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 linked with the temporality right it's like right. what it can do who that who who that is is and and how they are are connected to where and when they are in, in a very real sense, right? Yeah. So Which is why the character, you know, the comic book characters are this sort of like really dynamic terrain, right? Because yeah. the character yeah. the character remembers what it was. You know, <laughs> like you know, in, in, in the right hands there it's a, there's a lot of dialogue. I mean I think that's one of the things about Stanford Green, David Webb Walker's uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist that was really interesting, right? Like for them um, as black creators writing this sort of iconic black character, which is sort of wrapped up in a kind of moment of uh, cultural cross cross dialogue, right? I think right. martial arts film and black quotation. Right. Um, what do you do with that character? Like, you know, what kind of potential narratives are sort of wrapped up in, in, in that character in the modern moment? And 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 that was a really interesting series because I think like they did a lot of great things like it, the colors like 
you know, there's things about the the character, um, the look of um, of Luke Cage is, you know, a kind of Woo! amalgamation at all times. Woo! Yes. Uh, but you know, I think the Brian Azzarello series in the '90s, um, that's where he Luke Cage gets this like crew cut, you know. Yep. And then, and then of course Brian Michael Bendis, who I think secretly wishes he was Luke Cage, makes Luke Cage bald. Yeah, right? like, I mean, there, there, there's no reason that Luke Cage is bald. bald. Luke Cage has plenty of hair. He's shaving his head, right? Right. Um, because Brian Michael Bendis is shaving his head, right? Like, I mean, um, you write what you know. Right, yeah. And there's someone who shaved their head. I'm like, ain't nothing wrong with nothing it. Nothing with that, yeah. Right, ain't nothing wrong with it. But, uh, but you know, I'm shaving my head because I'm like, well, if I didn't shave my head, I'd have like weird nail powder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just, that ain't, ain't Luke. That, that ain't Luke. The hair is not going to be where it, where it would be. Right. Um, and so, you know, there's always, there's always a great a great set of conversations uh, to be had, I think, through comic books, and and in particular through the popular characters, right? right? Not to say these other characters are not important, right? Um, and I, you know, I personally, uh, I'm thinking about this a lot because you know I'm trying to formulate classes, yeah, um, that are gonna sort of get at, you know, particular issues. So I'm teaching a class next next year, and it's sort of like beyond Black Panther, Afrofuturism, and comics. <sighs> And what does that you know, so what does that look like, right? What is that right? Like, who are those characters and what are those stories? Yep. And 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 again, this question of like temporality and potentiality become important because like, you know, I think of Martha Washington, Frank Miller's Martha Washington as an Afrofuturist text. Absolutely. But the intention of Afrofuturist authors don't necessarily dovetail with the politics of Frank Miller. Who has very particular libertarian <laughs> politics, right? Like a very particular libertarian right. politics, especially he, in the, especially like after, uh, after "Give Me Liberty," like it gets real, like, yeah, right, well, what happened? Yeah. Wait, yeah, I was yeah, with you. Know, you. I was with you, Frank. I, right. I was so it's the what you're first doing. one, right? Like it's the first one that you're like, okay, I'm all right. But then yeah, after that, you're go. like, what's going on? Hold but on. you know, people. But every one of them is an artifact of a That's kind right. of like black perspective. Um, tradition and I and I think about this as as a black speculative tradition and then like comics then uh, and Afrofuturism in particular are are part of like a kind of politicization of the black oh, imagination, sure. right? Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, and, and so you know, Black Panther is is a moment in that, but there's stuff that happens before, um, and there's stuff that happens after, and it's something that happens concurrent, right? So you know what's what's happening concurrent to to Black Panther in terms of right. the Black speculative imagination. Like 1966, um, there are other potentialities and some of them are lost in our narrative, right? Like uh, we don't yep. talk about um, Lobo and, and Dell. Like we know it yep. as scholars, yep. but yeah. what does it mean to have a Black cowboy character yep. um, as, a, as, a, as a space of reclamation, right? Because like the Western is a whitewashed narrative by the 1960s. And so introducing a well, black comic book character yeah. who's a cowboy who's falling very neatly into like the cowboy right. genre. Right, I mean. Um, you know, what was, what was the potentiality there? And of course, you know, it only ran two issues, but I feel like we have to talk about something like that if we're gonna talk about uh, Black Panther, if, right? 
So it's 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 those kinds of things that I yeah, and, and I really me, want to try to think through when when we're looking at um, because there's a reality. Yes. The thing about the the black imagination is that it's always in dialogue with uh, the restrictions, and then there's a there's a, a a sense of recovery in some of these these narratives. Right. Right, and there, right. you know, Bass Reeves is 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 the Lone Ranger, right? right. Like, exactly. but but wait a minute, <laughs> we can't right. have Bass yeah. Reeves. We don't have Bass Reeves, right? We got like, so we'll this, have this, this other white, white guy. Right. We'll have Army Hammer or whoever, and Johnny Depp, and, and right. was that the movie, right? <laughs> like, it's like totally, we're yeah. we're still doing this, okay? Right. Yeah. But but to your point, like the, the restrictions of a particular uh, imaginative form. Um, right. And the ways yeah. that people are and are not uh, given the the space or the, the 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 room to craft imagination, it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. It just it, it means that we have to understand it in its historical context and and understand. And it, it might be happening, and you're not seeing it because exactly it's that's exclusively yeah. for those people. Right. Right. Exactly. Right? And you think about some of the work now and like the potentialities now around because we have a kind of a much more dynamic media landscape right that people can produce work right. um, and it can be found like you know some of this is about what the consumer is willing to do right um what, but yeah you know and i always think about it in terms of like they've it's those stories these stories have been around but there's kickstarter now i can go like you know, Chuck Brown, uh, is it? No, 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 that was at, that was at image. I was thinking of on the stump, but like, uh, I was thinking of, uh, like Greg, uh, Greg Elise's work, Greg Anderson Elise, or, or even right. Dave Walker, Dave Walker's, um, right. uh, um, Dun uh, one, fall. one fall. Yeah, exactly. So these stories have exist and it's, uh, his upcoming, the upcoming one that just got funded, his, his cowboy star story starring Pam Greer, basically. So, oh, I mean, I see that. okay. Um, yeah. That's the kind of thing that, as you said, it's tied to it's tied to temp it's temporality. It's right. Right. Now, so right? I should say, like, yeah. yeah, if you're not buying on the stump, buy on the stump. Buy on the stump. Thoroughly <laughs> good. Buy on the stump because uh, <laughs> I'm I'm editing the back matter for now. All right, that's so, right. Oh right, man. Yeah. Yeah. That, I forgot about. No, it. it's yeah. so good. No, no, no. no. That's. That's that's so you know. I'm not sure when this is gonna come out, but like it'll still be. It, we oh, got a huge delay, so it's gonna come out, and I'm gonna have it. It's on my pull list. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure when the podcast is coming out, but whenever it's coming out, whatever. definitely check this out. Check it out. Um, hey man, I don't. Wanna, I gotta. I gotta. I gotta run to a meeting. It is lovely to. Uh, I'd rather stay here and chop it up, but I uh, duty calls as it were. Um, so appreciate. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your energy. Appreciate the the templates that you're laying out for for us to 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 think about these these things that we know are important, and everybody else is catching up with us. Yeah. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. Yeah, everybody else is catching up with us. I mean, we've been uh, here for. Don't call it a comeback. I, we've been here for years. <laughs> I try not to feel too cocky in that Black Panther movie. <laughs> I was like, I tried. Look, I've been here since the '80s, bro. Okay, but you can you know, go ahead and discover it. Um, <laughs> all right, man. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a chance to talk again soon. But be well, stay safe, and thank you so much.
Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, have fun out there, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep Minnesota, Minnesota locked down for Minnesota. you. Yeah, we'll keep it. We'll keep it. We're, we literally, we'll keep it locked. We'll keep it held down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we we all need to like stay the course for a little while longer. I trust, feel like trust um, scientists. I think your governor's not crazy, so he, you're you're probably okay. Nah, but I I will say trust scientists. Read a comment. You got time. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for everybody listening, trust a scientist. Read a comic. <laughs> In that order. In that order. All right. <laughs> All right. Cool. Thank you.